Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Daddy and Barbecue, Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant in, in America. Happy Big Orange Friday. That's right. Big Orange Friday. Seth Stokes, Ben McKee. Let's get right to it, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, fellas. How we doing today? I'm ready to rock, man. Good morning, gentlemen. <laughs> it's a great day. Why you rub your hands together, bird man? Because tomorrow, <laughs> speaking of birds... Tennessee's going to handle the Tweety Birds from Cookville. And then on Sunday, Steelers going to whoop John Gruden. Oh, I'm rooting for the Steelers. I know you like to root against Cam Sutton and Josh Dobbs and, and Mike Tomlin, so I'm glad it, it takes them playing John Gruden for you to pull for them. No, actually, John, Gr- John Gruden, uh, I love going against him, but Mike Tomlin is one of my favorite coaches in the league. Probably my favorite coach, so. He's the GOAT. There you go with that fake news stuff again. Speaking of the NFL, did you see uh, senior defensive analyst Jeremy Pruitt lose to a backup quarterback last night to a team that doesn't even have a mascot? Yeah, I saw saw Joe Judge, who was the head coach in the New York Giants, lose to the Washington football team to a backup. I saw Jeremy Pruitt lose. I didn't even see Jeremy Pruitt. Did it show him during the game? Uh, No, I fell asleep like halfway through the third quarter. I fell asleep. Um, I woke up at like 2 a.m. and saw the score. Man. Yeah, I came back home after calling the Fulton-Gibbs game and watched a little bit in the fourth quarter and then fell asleep at the end of the fourth quarter and then woke right back up in time for uh, the Washington football team to miss a field goal uh, on the last possession. Giants were offside, and then they got another chance, and Hopkins nailed it, and the Washington football team beat the Giants. So I needed them to win by four. They won by one. My man Stokes. What up, what up, what up? Happy uh, Big Orange Big Orange Friday to you. Yeah, man. Happy Big Orange Friday to you guys. I love that the, the Washington team still doesn't have an actual name, like a mascot name. I, I honestly think they should just keep it that way. Like, to me, that's hilarious. And they're irrelevant anyway. So they should just be the Washington football team. Here's my question. They're, gonna, they're about to change it. How do you how do you reference old Washington players? Like how do you reference Clinton Portis? Like is he considered a Redskins since he played for the Washington Redskins or is he considered a WFT? He's a, he's a former Washington football player. That makes sense. Yep. When are the Braves going to change their name, Stokes? They better not. That ain't happening. They better not. They they bet not. That ain't happening. I'll be honest. I like Washington football team better than the Cleveland Guardians. That's so stupid. I do like Washington's, like, jerseys that they got going on. I think they're pretty clean, just kind of simple, and I like them. I I mean, they don't bother me. They look like a college football team. It looks pretty cool to me. So A CFT? They they look like a a Mm -hmm. college football team from, like, just – that's not the main aspect of a movie, but just kind of a, a side <laughs> part of a teenage movie when they film stuff at a football game for the drama. Like like the team in Batman that was playing yeah. on Heinz Field when the field collapsed? Yes. Hey, they um, they got the win last night, and... Take that, Pruitt. I, I don't mind rooting against... Um, and Dooley, the tight ends du- coach. Dooley and, and Pruitt, I don't mind rooting against them. So good job, watch the football team. And you, you know every chance I get, I'm going to root against John Gruden and the Raiders. So um, good job. Good job, Washington football team. Who does the Raiders play next? 
The who? The Raiders. The Raiders play next. The Steelers. Oh, yeah, you just said that. Oh, I'm going for the Steelers, for sure, 100%. 100%, man. Sunday at 1 o'clock. 100%. Go Steelers. Go Steelers. 865-255-03. Stokes, how you feeling about, about, about the game this weekend, man? Man, I, you know, I'm excited to see Tennessee play some more football. I'm excited to see if, uh, you know, individual players can progress Mm -hmm. and take another step forward. Um, I want to see this team clean up some of the mistakes. It's it's hard to to say if they truly did because, you know, this game's not going to be as intense as it was last week. And it's not going to be as intense as it was, as it's going to be next week. So when that intensity is not as high, uh, emotions aren't as high. It's easier to keep yourself in check. Um, but it, it, I would, I want to, I want to see them clean up just sloppy mistakes that, you know, cost them yards against pitch. You had what? 140 something yards in penalties. Yeah, 13 and, for 134. Yeah. 134. Okay. And just, just dumb, dumb stuff. Not, you know, a lot of correctable stuff though. So that's, that's, you know, this week I, I want to see the, that they've corrected a lot of that stuff and it carry on and, you know, into the rest of the season because undisciplined football, when you're not super deep and you're not super talented is going to get you beat. And that's a lot of what happened on Saturday. Yeah. I want to, I mean, I want to see a, a, a plethora of guys play in this, in this football game. Um, but you gotta be focused. But you yes. got to be focused. You got to handle business for that to happen. Um, Tennessee Tech is not going to roll over for you uh, like Clark Lee wanted ETSU to do. Um, they're not going <laughs> to roll over, but you got to knock them down uh, and make them roll over. You have to physically force them to do that um, mm-hmm. and, and if you want to if you want to get other guys in and get them playing time. So the same way that um, you got to take what you what you earn, they're not going to give it to you. It's the same way that we look at these players who are not playing right now, that everyone is, you know, calling to see uh, whether it's a quarterback or a running back or a linebacker. Like, they got, you got to earn your playing time. And, you know, the, the starting lineup has to earn the right to be able to sit out the third quarter, sit out the fourth quarter, or, or uh, be able to sit down and let other guys play. So uh, nothing is life is given, not on the football field, not in real life, not ever. Nothing is given. So stop expecting people to be given things. It doesn't work that way. Everyone knows that. So uh, go out there, take it, get the win early so other guys can, can get some reps, man. That's what I want this game to be like. Uh, it's a noon game. You know what that's all about. Take care of business. Get home. Watch other football games this week. There's some nice matchups in the SEC, some nice mm-hmm. matchups outside of the SEC. Um, so – that's what we need to be doing, man. Take care of business. Get home. Watch other games. We just need Nick Saban not to beat up on Emory Jones too much because true. We, we need Emory Jones to be the starter next Saturday against Tennessee. So, Nick, I know we throw shade your way all the time and we're, we're not very nice to you, but can you please take it easy on Emory Jones? Make him look just good enough to where he remains the starting quarterback for one more week. Please, signed all Tennessee fans. So the backup is really better than the starter down there in Florida, huh? He's just younger. And Dan Muller hasn't figured it out yet? Well, it's he has, but I, I, I think that there's this sense of loyalty. 
to Emory Jones because Emory Jones is one of the few quarterbacks in the country that has stuck it out since since being at Florida, was behind Kyle Trask and, and didn't transfer and waited his turn, and you don't really see that anymore. So I think Dan Mullen is, is trying to be loyal and give him an opportunity. But Richardson just has more natural ability. I mean, he, he's a he's a freak. It, it they they are having the same type of quarter quarterback conversations that we are having. Well, I remember when um, Anthony Richardson is there, Harrison Bailey, except he's actually ready to play. I remember when uh, Clemson had Kelly Bryant and Trevor Lawrence, and Kelly Bryant was a starter. Trevor Lawrence comes in as a freshman, and it took a few games. Because Dabo was trying to give Kelly Bryant every opportunity mm-hmm. because he was a senior, because he had put in his, his time, every opportunity. But after a certain amount of games, the writing tends to be on the wall, and it was for Trevor Lawrence and Clemson, and they just had to make a move. And that's when Kelly Bryant opted to, to stop playing, um, trying to preserve that extra year. Then he decided to transfer with the Missouri. So – Maybe Dan Mullen is is giving Emory Jones every opportunity, and uh, this is the game where maybe Emory Jones gets exposed, gets exposed, and then we see Richardson next game. It's I, probably gonna happen that way. I I hope not, but it it does feel like that's going to be the case. Last thing I'll say about Anthony Richardson: the hot debate from Dan Mullen's standpoint is that he he's still young and doesn't necessarily know what to do at at all times. Like there was a play in the USF game. This, this past weekend to where he started to run the wrong play and, like, missed, like, two reads on the play and just, like, a, a comedy uh, of errors on, on this one play. But then on the same play, after making all these errors, he, he hurdles a guy and, like, takes off for a long touchdown run. So it's like Dan Mullins fighting back against the – like, the, the fans see the, the touchdown run and hurdling somebody, but Dan Mullins – Sees all the mis- the pre snap mistakes, the the, the missed reads. Yes, yeah. We could so that that's kind of the debate there in Gainesville. But we need Emory Jones to be the quarterback one more week, Stokes, so we so we can <laughs> uh, drain the swamp next next weekend. You could say that the that that play there was the old old school like Windows XP task failed successfully <laughs> message. Uh, he messed everything up at the beginning, but still got the job done somehow. And that's that's for Dan Mullen. That's that's got to suck because. He sees all the mistakes. He knows, you know, how not not gonna call the kid bad, but how much he struggles and just isn't ready in practice. Yet the kid comes out there and does something like that, and that's all the fans see. It's it's like you said, it's the same situation you have here, which is golly, it's it's a little. I'm kind of tired of hearing Harrison Bailey's name and seeing it on Twitter. Like, dude was that good? He would be starting. Or he would be the backup. He's third. Let's stop talking about him. Careful, Stokes. On- hey, Stokes, you can't be doing that, man. Careful, Stokes. You're well, going you- to end up with a thread on the GQ what about you not- Stokes what you- hates Bears Bailey. I know, man. Stokes, you're only here for an hour. Don't be just showing up and pooping and then leaving. <laughs> look, look. Don't be doing that to us, man. I'm going to give you my opinion, man. I'm going to give you my opinion. The focus is Joe Milton and Henny Hooker right now. Harrison Bailey is – is it is what it is right now. If he improves and gets gets and moves up on the depth chart, or if there's an an injury and he gets to move up on the depth chart, okay. But right now, two staffs 
third string. He ain't ready. That's that's all there is to it. That's it. Sorry. It's the reality of the situation. There's no conspiracy. There's no woke culture keeping him down. There's none of that. There's none of that. He can't throw a deep ball. He can't run. What you want him to do? Go in there and check down and get sacked? Because that's what's going to happen. Sorry. It's the reality of the situation. That's it. Let's focus on the two guys who give you the best chance to win, and that's Milton and that's Hooker. Hooker's the, the Hooker can be he's turnover prone. That's why he's second string. Milton's got a huge arm. We'll see if he can fix that, or else Hooker's going to take his job. That's 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 the reality of that situation. That's a great battle. That's that's should be two dudes who make each other better. In all honesty, and if they don't get better, one of them's gonna one of them's gonna be the guy. And the only other time the other guy comes in is for injury. So we'll we'll see what happens there. But that's I, I'm I'm sick of the I do not envy Heupel's position in having to choose right now between Milton and Hooker. Like that doesn't uh, that's that's why he gets paid a whole lot, and I don't. Sorry, I, I'm, I know I'm just gonna. This is gonna cause problems on the text box and on <laughs> on Twitter and for Ben on the. The the GQ, but uh, it is what it is. We actually haven't really had any any strong Harrison Bailey comments on the text box this week. It's the that's the, good. It's it's the the guy that constantly emails Swain every five minutes <laughs> explaining why Harrison should be playing. And uh, I mean the email and, I, I sent the junk mail. Yeah, yeah, and uh, the threads on on the GQ that, that there's been two this week. One about. <laughs> it just says Swain hates Bailey, and then in, in the thread it, it talks about how Swain has hated Bailey ever since his dad sent off that tweet that he was he was going to transfer if Pruitt got fired. Oh, and, and then it said that I, I, I forgot all about that tweet, man. My opinions are whatever <laughs> Swain and Austin <laughs> tell me them to be. Oh my gosh! Welcome to uh, welcome to the spotlight. Welcome to message board life. It's a it's a beautiful thing. Hey. It is officially football time in Tennessee. Woo. That's that's what we can say. That's what definitely we can say, man. Yep. Oh man, the conspiracy theories. Um, well, so how about this, Stokes? Who are you starting at quarterback tomorrow? Man, I said I don't want to choose. <laughs> no, uh, man, you want to bring up Harrison and and and, and poop on the front porch and leave. That's what you're doing <laughs> on the show. You're gonna leave here in about forty minutes. You're only well, here for an hour. Like the, so now, man, you like gonna you gonna answer this question, fire. huh? At least I didn't light the bag of poop on fire. You are lightning on fire, and then you're going to leave. <laughs> you, you're doing it, Stokes. You're just pooping, lighting on fire, and then leaving because you're leaving at 8 o'clock. You're going to answer this oh, question, goodness. Stokes. You're going to answer this question. All right. All right. So there's there's some variables to this. Like, is, is Joe Milton healthy? If the answer is yes, and you don't fear that further injury is going to occur and that will hinder him for the rest of the season, you play him. If he's the least bit banged up still to the point where if it was a a big-time game, he would still be questionable to be able to play and contribute, Uh, you sit him and you let Hennon Hooker take the reins unless it's absolutely necessary for Joe to come in because Hooker keeps giving it back to Tennessee Tech. So I I think that's, that's, that's how I'm looking at it. Like, could I sit here today and say, XYZ is the, the, the starter 
know because I don't know what Joe Milton's health is. But that's that's the way I would play this. If there's a question about his health and you can give him an extra week of rest and get him kind of ready for Florida, that's what you do. Because you don't ever want to overlook a team and, and be looking ahead, but you have to keep that in the back of your mind. You don't want to get you know further aggravated injury against a team like Tennessee Tech that Tennessee should be able to essentially hand the ball off and win this game. Yeah, it should so be like that. No. It, it, it should be. I'm not saying it will be. I'm just saying it should be. So that that's how I'm looking at it. It, it just depends on what, what Milton can bring to the table from a health standpoint because he needs reps. That's that's one of his big problems is he needs reps. He he doesn't – he missed spring. He has some summer. He has some a little bit of fall camp and a game and a half. The, the, the guy needs to just continue to be behind center – and throwing the football to his receivers and figuring out how to manage. It's just like he's too amped up during games. And if he can manage his emotion and get that, you know, just, just pull back on that string just a little bit, he gives you the best plants, of, uh, the best chance of, you know, if Tennessee's down, he's a one strike score kind of guy. Yep. Just gotta, just gotta. You know, handle the handle the uh, the deep ball, and yep. you know, some of the passes have been straight on Milton, and some of the passes have been on the wide receivers. After the show yesterday, uh, because we had you know someone on on YouTube that was um, a guru at wide receiver play, tell us that you know, <laughs> you know the 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 overthrow was. It was three to five yards. There's, you know, all our quarterbacks fall. I'm just like, man, that's 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 one stride for a wide receiver. Three mm-hmm. yards is like one stride. So, you know, I went and went. I went to go look at the throw to Javante Payton. Went to the, look at the throw to um, Walker Merrill. And here's the thing that stinks about like doing this when you break down a play after everyone's pointing the finger at one player but it's not just one player. What happens is you point the finger at the other players too, and it feels like you got throwing other guys on the bus, which I, I, I hate to do that. But people need to know the truth. People need to know the truth because on some of the pass routes, there's a lot of ignorance being, being thrown out there, and then it's being shared. And no one with – any knowledge or experience on that situation has said, no, this is, this is, this is what really happened. And this is what coaches really look for. Now I'm not saying you don't have eyeballs and you can't see, you know, other overthrows and you can't see the game. That's not what I'm saying because you have, you you have a voice, you have eyeballs, you can see the game too. But when it comes to the throw to Javante Payton, when it comes to throw to Walker Barrel, there's small details that y'all don't know about. It's as simple as that. Unless you play wide receiver, unless you play quarterback at this at this level. Now, I can guarantee you that either Heupel or or Goldish or Cody Burns or whoever, when talking to Javante Payton, noticed, and I went back and looked at that throw, and I counted the yard, the moment that Javante Payton. Looked back to the quarterback to the moment the ball hit the ground. And Peyton was looking back for about 28 yards. Oh, my goodness. When you're looking, you're not running your fastest. 
This is why on a 40-yard dash, you don't see guys when they start, they don't pop right up and start looking at the finish line. This is why. They pop up about halfway because there's a drive phase. The first 20 yards, first 15, depending on how you train, that's the drive phase. There's no reason to look up. The finish line's 40 yards. So what happened was Javante Payton was eating up cushion. The guy was off of him. He was eating up cushion. And the moment that Javante got even with the defender, he started looking for the ball. You're not getting the ball right there. So the moment that Javante started to get even with the DB, he looked for the ball all the way up until the ball hit the ground. So he's basically running for 28 yards. Looking back, you're not running your fastest. So he looked too soon. Walker Merrill did the same thing. Well, he's the, the moment that he was even with the DB, he started looking back. And he was running for about 30 yards. And you told me that receivers are, are typically taught to turn their head back and look when – you, when you release from the DB and you have um, created significant separation, you know, three to four yards past the DB, that's when you're supposed to look. But you're not supposed to look the moment, the moment you release from the DB because that is going to be a 30 to 40 to 50-yard throw. So there's no reason for you to be looking back after 15 because you're not getting the ball right there. So when you look back, that's when you slow up. So those are details that – You'll get here because, listen, I played the position. You probably won't get details here about defensive line play or about, you know, offensive line play. Kicking? Um, you definitely won't get it about kicking. <laughs> you know, we call up James Woolhoy and get some advice. But when it comes to receiver play, I got you. I got you. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lead you wrong. Like, like I got you. But guy on YouTube said that. You were wrong. <laughs> I, I got you. Like, like I take pride in telling people the truth. I take pride in not you know leading people the wrong way. So that's what I meant with, yeah, like Milton was inaccurate, and receivers got to be better as well. So you can't look back for thirty yards. You release. You create separation. You get a couple steps behind the DB, knowing that this this is a forty to forty five yard throw. But if you're looking back after fifteen twenty yards. You're, you're basically running 80%, 85%. You're not running the, the fastest that you could possibly run. And it's not like an effort thing, like, oh, man, you, you know, the guys are not playing hard. No, you're playing hard. But your technique – Playing needs, hard incorrectly. Yeah, you're playing hard incorrectly. Your technique needs to improve so that way you can run your fastest and you can run through that catch, and that's a touchdown. So that's why – Coaches are saying, well, it ain't all on Joe. That's why I've been saying it ain't all on Joe on every single throw. That is a thorough breakdown of exactly what happened in that game. And if I um, own the rights to you know, do the replay and like, like show you, because I have that ability on this program, I can show you exactly how it looks, I would do that without – you know, getting a cease and desist from ESPN. I don't want those. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't want any. I don't want those problems, Stokes. Yeah, let's live life I on don't the edge Friday. Nah, I'm good. So, like, if I yeah, if I if I could, because you know, last year I was a, I'm able to do that. I was able to do that on WBR, WBR, but WVLT. I was able to do that because VLT is the TV 
network of the Vols. So they owned those TV rights. I was able to go back and, you know, draw an illustrator and, and break down a passing play. But I can't really do that on my program without, you know, breaking the rules. And I ain't got time to be paying fines. Don't blame me. I'm good on that. So I'm I'm explaining it the best way I can. We could get Chris Lowe to give us permission or pay our fine for us. Maybe we need to get Chris to talk to somebody to talk to somebody that can talk to somebody. So, uh, like yeah. Um, it is time to take a break. Oh, JL is back on, on, on YouTube. I don't have my glasses on. I can't read that far away. I think, I think he's willing to listen now. I don't know. Uh, he said, "I think he said, are so bad and overthrown. It's not going to matter." Yeah. Um, oh, he's got several messages. Well, listen, Harrison Bailey. It's not that he can't throw the D ball. And I said this yesterday when, we, when, when people keep bringing up, well, Do- Josh Dobbs was a bad practice player. He couldn't do – no, that's that was that was not what was said. And, Stokes, you were here covering this football team at that time. That was not said by Butch Jones. Butch yeah. Jones simply highlighted how good Worley and Peterman did in practice. He didn't yeah. throw Josh Dobbs under the bus. People just start making that stuff up. So it's not that, that other guys can't throw the deep ball. It's just that Milton – from what the coaches saw since he's been here, he just throws it better. So that's – I'm pretty sure Harrison can throw a deep ball. But he has the weakest arm out of the, out of the three, and it requires him to throw it early. And his arm is a little limited physically than the other two guys. So he can throw it. He's just not as good as the other ones. Let me ask the listeners this before we run a break. All right, if it's first, second down, and you got a guy throwing a deep ball – do you want a deep ball if it's not going to hit its target to go out of the back of the end zone where no one's going to catch it? Or do you want to turn the ball over on, on first or second down? To me, I would rather have a chance to fight on the next down. Yeah. Because that's that's what you're getting with Milton right now is he is overthrowing where no one can catch it. His guy, our guy, nobody's catching it. Some of that, like Swain just laid out, is on the receiver. Some of that is on Milton. It depends on the play, depends on the throw that you're looking at. That has occurred to this point. But if you have somebody else doing that, that ball is underthrown with an opportunity for the defense to make a play on it. Could our receiver make a play on it? Potentially. Potentially. We don't know that. They haven't really had a chance to go up for many 50-50 balls right now. But that also gives the defense an opportunity to make a play on it. And if you're going to miss, I would rather miss deep and no one catch it than it be underthrown, DB picks it off, and now you have a sudden change situation for your defense. That's 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 just my opinion. And I think it's a good opinion. And I think there's also quarterback needs to give the receivers a chance too mm-hmm. uh, while uh, throwing that ball. You know, if you don't throw it short, you make sure you throw it high and not low and high like the pass to Tillman. All right, we got to take a break. Swain event. Be right back. If you want to get in on the conversation, call the Iris Networks hotline at 865-200-5503. Grow your business with Iris Networks high-speed fiber internet. irisnetworksusa.com 
If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill, also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Steven Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the big orange action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill, or call 865-693-5400. Good morning, Swain Event Crew. As the weather heats up, so does our market, and from Johnson City to Knoxville, eager buyers are grabbing up many available properties. The chili is hot in East Tennessee, so if you are ready to buy or sell or want to talk more about our local real estate market, I'm just a phone call away. Or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. And go Vols! We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knoxville for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you, so you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done, and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. For a replay of each day's Swain Event TV, like us on Facebook.
Did you know, Seth Stokes, that the win against Bowling Green was 850 for Tennessee and it put Tennessee 10th all-time victories? Did you know that? I didn't know that, Wayne. I didn't know that either. I, I did not know that, that either, awesome. which is pretty remarkable when you think about the last 10 years. Um, yes, it is. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty remarkable now. <laughs> I got some work to do to get back in that that top five spot, uh, top seven spot. But man, to to have the decade that we had and to still be able to be right there, tenth all time, eight hundred and fifty wins. Man, it speaks to how great this program um, was uh, previously and how great those teams were. So uh, it is Big Orange Friday here on on the program. Swain event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Ben McKee, Seth Stokes. <laughs> Brandon Luckett says, Swain, can you and Ben go out in the backyard and recreate the overthrow? Ben can try to cover you, maybe. <laughs> ben definitely could cover me. But, I could cover Swain right now. But Ten no. years ago, zero chance. But right now, I could definitely cover Swain. Yeah, but. Who wins on the contested catch? That's good. That's a good point. Much stronger than I am, uh, but I, I'm I'm banking on him not being able to get thirty, forty, fifty yards downfield. <laughs> that 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 ankle. I mean, he was he was in here yesterday when he was explaining to me, uh, kind of the miscues with with some of the routes. He he was showing me here in the studio, and I don't know. It looked like that that ankle was was bothering him even even here in the studio. So I I don't know if he could. If he can barely make it from from one side of the room to the other in the studio, I don't know if he can make it 40, 50 yards down the field. Man, I, I know one thing. I was chasing my dog, and he was trying to shake me. I was right there with him, man. <laughs> I, I, I was right there with him, man. Deion Sanders style, man. I was on him like, you know, flies on blank. I was on him. I was on him. So I, I think I think I can I think I can hold my own, Ben. Uh, uh, appreciate that ball in the street, S-Y. Uh, thank you, Florida Falls fan on the – Text box there, um, you know, just again, just trying to be transparent with what we're seeing, and the thing that stinks is, you know, when a play uh, happens and then everyone's pointing the finger at one player, then you go and then you, you know, kind of explain the actual truth. Uh, it 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 forces you to, you know, the finger to be pointed at more guys, but that just that's really just a example of how complex sometimes. Um, football can be and how the small details matter. You know, you got 11 guys all with a job to do, with a responsibility to carry out. And if one guy doesn't do it or if two people doesn't do it, like that's the, that is the reason why a play is unsuccessful. I mean, I remember the first play 2018, Coach Pruitt there in, in, in West Virginia. And literally it's one player. It's one player who stepped wrong and – Someone gets in the backfield, and JG can't even throw a simple raise-up throw to the receiver on the bubble screen because there's pressure. Then the ball um, goes backwards, and then, boom, you're starting your season, um, you know, negative. So it's, 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 about, it's about 11 guys doing the right things. And, listen, sometimes one guy cannot do the right thing. One guy can cannot block a receiver when the ball's going the other way, and it, does, it won't matter. But – um, sometimes it does matter. I think this is one of those cases. So, um, thanks, thanks for the good stuff there in the text box. 
Good Stokes, or bad. John Kay from uh, South Carolina said that if Swain did run 40 yards down the field, you, you would you would underthrow him anyways. Yes, I would, because I cannot throw the football far. And I know my weaknesses. <laughs> I, I hit you on a slant, but that's about it. <laughs> Jamel says, dang, did he call you fat or something? Yeah, I mean, Ben's telling the truth. Man. Okay, I, now, I got some work now, to do. No. Now read Jamel's next message. Don't <laughs> cherry pick. Jamel says, oh, okay, the ankle. <laughs> Don't cherry pick. No, my ankle don't bother me, though. I'm good. Ankle's good. Knee's good. I got these. Uh, Both Swain and I are overweight. These, so. these walking shoes. I can't be talking about him. When I, I'm, I'm looking the same way. I, so, like, I'm a, I'm a Nike Jumpman Jordan guy, okay? Like, but I kept seeing, like, all these, these folks, Rick Barnes, I saw all these folks start wearing, you know, these shoes that, that look pretty comfortable. With the infinity sign on it. Like an OC sign or whatever. I don't know. Listen, they don't pay this one event, so they ain't getting that much, you know, that much detail. <laughs> but all I would say is, like, the shoes are comfortable. And so, like, I saw Chris Brown with them. You know, when we were doing the Big Orange uh, countdown there on Vol Network. I saw Rick Barnes rock them one day when he was uh, at Dead End Barbecue. Like, I've seen Austin Price wear them. Like, I've seen all these people have these shoes on. And I'm over here with one Pegasus now. And Pegasus is pretty comfortable, um, but I've you know I've been a Nike Jordan guy forever, my whole life. And I was like, you know what? Let me go over here and check them out. Let's just see how comfortable they are. So I went to like a real shoe store, not like these retail stores that just you know these big box retail stores that just want you to come in. You tell them their size, and boom, they have it. Cool, you try it on, and then and then you go and you're on your way. No, this is a real shoe store where you, you go in, they measure your foot, they they do all these tests on your on your feet to make sure the right you know shoe size and the right shoe fits, all that good stuff. So I go in, I'm like, hey, um, y'all got size eleven and a half, twelve, twelve and a half, and then she's like, well, you know, we we don't have an appointment, you know, there's no appointments available. I'm like, appointment? I'm just trying to get some shoes, lady. And um, it's like, well, I mean, if you see some shoes you like, you know, I can get you the size. You can try them on while everybody else in the store, like, has their own personal you know, <laughs> assistant. Like, they're going through all these details and stuff. I'm like, listen, I just want the shoes. So I just get the shoes, 12 and a half, and I, I get them home. This was two weeks ago. This was a Saturday after we played Bowling Green. You said an eight and a half? No, man, I'm not Seth and Butch. <laughs> I mess with, with you, Stokes. I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you, Stokes. I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. You know what? I, I don't. That's small. Like I, I don't have big feet. And I looked at Butch's shoes. I was like, dang, he got tiny feet. I don't know how he doesn't tip over. The wind blows too hard. Oh man, I mess with you, Stokes. Just you know, if you ain't that small. So that Saturday is when I got the shoes. I have not wore another pair of shoes yeah, since. Since that day, so like I'm, I'm, I'm in fish. I'm in fisher dad mode, man. Now you just need a van. No, I do not need that. But I am in official dad mode. We are not driving any vans around here. So I'm official, official dad mode around here, man. You need some forces on. We, we need to get you like back for- in the forces or, or the ones or something to 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 get you back. Yeah, you, you're gone too far, Swain. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I don't like forces, anyways. Um, the way I, they feel, the way they look. Uh, either. Uh, you, yeah, you've lost your mind. Yeah, I got comfort, comfort is important, especially when you have kids and you're doing a lot of walking because you're doing a lot of events. 
and taking them to all these places. Uh, I went dad mode and got me some sketchers with some memory foam. Oh, there you Lord. go. Tony Romo oh. style, baby. Yeah. It helped. I ain't going to lie. I fought it for a long time, for a long time. And we went to, to Disney, which is, it don't matter what shoes you're wearing. It's going to be hard on your feet. <laughs> yeah. But after the first day, I was like, ah, I don't know how I'm going to make it the rest of this trip because this is painful. And so after we got back while a little while later, I, I, I found some sketches with some memory foam. I was like, you know what? Let me, let me try these. I'm going to buy a pair. See how I like them. <clears throat> Not looking back. Hey man, you know, the picture of Alvin Kamara walking to class where he's like cheesing and super happy. looks like he's skipping. He has the gray yeah. sweat suit on. Yes. That is how I now walk with these shoes on. And that is now how Seth Stokes walks with yes. his, Tony Romo sketchers. And yes. I think Howie Long, Howie Long has some sketches back in. I, I think, he <laughs> I think he's have. on the commercials too. So at some point, man, you're going to go dad shoes. It's going to happen, Ben. Not just yet. You're just 26. I remember 26. I wasn't thinking about wearing these shoes. I was all Nikes. Day Dave Hall says, you are just now finding comfortable shoes. Man, I could have been. Been here for you a long time ago. Well, the Pegasus were my were my thing with the raised heel. I got some Jordans that have the raised heel. I got Pegasus. But these, these are on another level. And then he says, wait, Seth Stokes wears an eight and a half? No. <laughs> I'm joking. Stokes doesn't wear eight and a half. I was totally joking. Totally joking. He does not wear an eight and a half. It's more like a ten and a half, I think. I they, they're they're ten. But you keep them clean, you know. And I keep them clean. At <laughs> <laughs> tens, but I keep them clean though. See, that's one of my favorite lines in all those movies. They made twenties. Nah, they ten. But I keep them clean. <laughs> <laughs> Tremel got me. <laughs> Tremel says Stokes. Sketchers, I'm dead with four <laughs> laughing emojis. Damn, Seth, if I see your blank and some sketchers, I'm gonna fire that ass up. Look, <laughs> what look. are those? What are I'm those? gonna be honest, I fought it, I didn't want to do it, but my feet were hurting bad. We were, we were in the store, they were on sale. I was like, look, I can at least try something and just to see what the, the comfortable shoe market has to offer, and if. The comfort level will make me happy enough to be okay with it. And now that I like it, like I just tweeted back at Day Day Ball, I am open to suggestions. I've never been a big sneakerhead at all, honestly. Like, I like my, my Tennessee Pegasus. I like it, but I, I wear something I think looks nice and is generally comfortable. But I've never been like a fashion sneaker guy or a brand name guy. Like, if I like, think it looks good, I don't care what brand it is. If I'm comfortable in it, don't really care what brand it is. So that's not ever been my thing. So I am open to suggestions. So I, I'm not married to that. That's just they were affordable and they are comfortable and they're all black. So it's not like they stand out and are going to, like, bring a lot of attention. They're literally all black. So, hey, man. yeah. Hey, take care of your feet. Sean Reed says, I did the same thing. Um, he went with the with the Hoka's instead of the O.C.'s. I got the O.C.'s. He says, life changing comfortable for my bad feet yeah man yeah man uh somebody asked if i'm going new balance never 
Never going to New Balance. Ain't happening. Uh, other McKee says, my dad, my dad's shoes are the uh, Adidas Ultra Boost. Yes. The Ultra Boost are comfortable as well. So, uh, Evil says, give me my shocks and some ibuprofen. I'm a soldier. <laughs> let, 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 let me rock my forces and I'll take some Tylenol. Y'all sound like women wearing pumps. I'm going to look good, but my oh feet going to hurt. I'm going to look good in these pumps and these high heels, but my feet going to be hurting. Don't be asking me to rub your feet. Mm-mm, I ain't Rex Ron. 865-255-03. DSG Vol said, don't like forces. That's all we wear back home. Don't run up on me when I get when I got them blacks on. I used to wear them. I used to wear them a lot. They just they just really uncomfortable. They are uncomfortable. Yeah, they but really. You, they really saying are. that you don't really like the way they look. I mean, you you've just fallen off the, the deep end. That's the most disappointing thing you've said all week. I, I like I like the Jordan ones. You take your lows. black card away. I like the Jordan one lows over over Air Force ones. I like that look better. Vols seventeen oh seven. Late to the show. Where did Swain say he went to get size for some Air Monarchs? <laughs> oh man! Now no. those are the 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 granddaddy shoes. Mm-mm. I ain't wearing no granddaddy shoes, man. <laughs> no. I ain't wearing I ain't wearing oh. the Air Pruitts. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> those are the one with the Velcro. Yeah, uh, I think they make a Velcro version. The 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 Monarchs are the big, bulky, just basic white or black. Mm-mm. When no. I when I worked at the sporting goods store. People came in to ask for those all the time, and they were all all, all grand folks, all, all granddaddies, grandfathers coming in. I, I can't wait to see you graduate from from dad to granddad, and, and you rock the the Air Monarchs. Oh, watch out, watch out, because when I when I do, I'm telling everybody what I think, and it don't matter what time of the day it is, it don't matter when. It, I'm boy, I can't wait to be like Steve Spurrier and just say what I want to say when I want to say it. That's granddaddy's level right there. Well, I am well I got on my time. way to that. Huh? I say I am well on my way to that. Yeah, yeah. Y'all have always been like that. I don't know. Y'all, y'all have said that for years, and both of you have always been like that already what? anyways. Saying whatever you think? Yes. No. Yes. No. I've had, I, I have a filter. <laughs> yeah, we... I have a filter, Ben. <laughs> I, I have a filter. ready to, to, to hear old unfiltered folks. I have a filter, Ben. I have a filter. <laughs> Now, old folks, they don't have a filter. They don't care. That's a whole nother ball game right there. But I 1,000% have a Your filter. Your uncle has a filter. Uh, he does. Which means I, I think you should follow in his lead. He, he is a great role model. He does have I, a filter. I, I, I think you should, should follow in, in his but footsteps. He's, but he's built different, though. In a good way. He's built, yeah, he's built different, man. He's, he's built different. But he also tells the truth, too. He told my wife before my wife. Was my wife? He was like, "Baby, you just an incubator. It don't really matter. You, know, you, you, you just an incubator, anyways." So listen, man. My uncle, my uncle, tell the truth too, man. He tell, he he just he <laughs> he he granddaddy stage too, man. He say what he thinks too, man. So uh, <laughs> we'll move on, um, man. The text box is humming. Oh. DSG says that he wore his. Um, what did he wear? So he wore he wore some. I guess he, he wore, wore some. his forces to the game this past Saturday and regret. Oh, regret I bet, man. That thing's uncomfortable. Man. I wore my forces to the Yankees Braves game in August, and uh, my feet were not feeling good. I, yeah. looked, I looked good though. And I warned you, didn't I? Yeah, you didn't did. I warn you? But I like. I already knew that. Yeah, you trying to show I, out in front of Big Orange Mac? Yeah, I warned. <laughs> I warned you, Ben. Well, here. So here's funny. So I. I walked to to the gate. We we parked uh, probably like 
three-fourths of a mile, maybe a mile from the stadium and walked. And, of course, get to the gate to go into the game. And my wife's purse was too big to take into the game. So guess who's got to walk back to the car you. to put the purse back in? <laughs> you know what I did when I got to the car? Change shoes. Change shoes. Uh-huh. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I wore the forces to the stadium once. And after I had to walk back the second time, I was like, you know what? Let me go ahead and change back into these Air Maxes. No, nah, man. I, I'm my, good. My feet were thanking me. I'm good. Uh, LC Vaughn says, did you see the new uh, Arkansas baseball facility? It's unreal how far we are facility-wise and what's taking so long to at least have some plans done for UT. I don't want to think about it. Because you're correct. Tennessee is very far behind. I mean, something that we, you know, everyone knows. and Hopefully we've, they'll, they'll we've continue about for to a long time. fix it. Paying Tony V a lot of money was a good step in the right direction. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see here. What else is on the text box? Good you stuff. You can tell it's a Friday before playing a team against like Tennessee Tech because uh, we just spent about 15 minutes talking about comfortable shoes. But how do you break down the Tennessee Tech-Tennessee game? You can't. I mean, y'all y'all have done – I've listened to uh, what I could of the show all week long, and y'all have done a phenomenal job of of talking about it. I, I think uh, Friday is, is going to be a fun day. I mean, it's – They got shut up by Furman last week. Look, the Paladins are not bad. No. Look, look now I can, I can tell you're becoming a real South Carolinian. How do you, what do y'all say over there? South Carolinian. Okay, so I said it right. I, yes. I, can, I can tell you're becoming a true, genuine South Carolinian because you're taking up for teams in the state of South Carolina now. Furman's around the corner from Stokes. I passed Furman yeah. on the way to go Stokes' wedding. Yep, and it's a beautiful game. Yeah, there's outside? Yeah, there's 103. So hot. <laughs> and George Corals is at Furman. So we have every reason to, to be, you know, on the Furman bandwagon. Last night I was calling the Fulton Gibbs game, and Fulton has a player on their team that's committed to Furman. So there's a tie between yeah. good folks of Tennessee, Tennessee fans, and Furman. George Corals is there, the next head coach of Tennessee. <laughs> that's right. Hey, if Heifel doesn't work out, <laughs> why not give George Corals a, a, a call and a try? Yeah. Next, the next head coach, Tennessee man, George Corals. So, yeah, man, ain't nothing wrong with showing Furman no. some love, Ben. No, there's not. Well, there is because I prefer ETSU and UTC, the East Tennessee teams that routinely go up against Furman. I would in the Southern ETSU. Conference. All I said was Furman isn't bad. That's oh, I it. Know. My I comment, didn't take up for him. I, I just know. said like you, you make it sound like Tennessee Tech getting shut out by a quality football team is like. This Big embarrassment. Like it ain't like they got shut out by a high school team. No, you're right. My my comment was more about Tennessee Tech being an FCS team that was shut out in, in kind of its own um you know, legitimate competition. Like in its own league, it not was being shut out, and now they're, they're stepping up to play with the big boys. Not even and, a point. And, and they didn't score at all. Not even a point, though. Not even a safety. Not, not even like a return. Not- two-point conversion attempt to get you one point. Not even they, they that. Were the, they were the little giants at their first practice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, Ferrandis couldn't get them lined up. Like, that's – and that's why I say Saturday, Tennessee should literally just be able to hand the ball off and win this game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how do you – how do you play against a firm in one week, not score 
Nah, not a point. Not one point. Not two points. Not a field goal. Nothing. Nathan. Nathaniel. Nada. How do you do that? Because you're bad. And then you turn around and you and you got to play Tennessee. Sanford put the hands on Tennessee Tech. Samford. Like Uncle Samford. S-A-M-F-O-R-D. Yeah, down in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. They beat Tennessee Tech. 52, 52-14. to 14. Now, listen, I got some friends that went to Tennessee Tech. I got a friend that played football at Tennessee Tech. Derrick Rogers? A long time ago. No, not Derrick Rogers. I've never met that Derrick Rogers. But like, I ain't trying to be disrespectful here. But? But they sorry. <laughs> They're not good. Well, it's all right. The other McKee says, as a Tennessee Tech alumnus, I hope we beat them by 70. Absolutely. Absolutely. The, but should, but not to score a point against Furman, then you got to turn around and play, you know, an SEC team. They were looking ahead to us, Wayne. That's what happened. I guess. Rodney <laughs> says UAB destroyed Jacksonville State, and then Jacksonville State turned around and beat Florida State. Oh, well, that in that case, we better no. watch out. That was Look, a crazy if, game. If Tennessee Tech beats Tennessee, <laughs> y'all not, y'all not going to hear from me for a long time. Yeah, Swain ain't going to be suspended. <laughs> suspended <laughs> until further notice. I am, I am not doing a show Monday if, if Tennessee pulls a floor state. I'm telling you that right now, Swain. So I'm telling you that, too. <laughs> The show will be suspended for sure. Oh, man. Stokes' wife is a Florida State fan. Ooh, I bet that house was sick. She, she, uh, yeah, it was because her, her and the oldest are FSU fans. And, you know, they, they were disappointed, but feeling pretty good after the Notre Dame game. And, and, you know, sad about it, but feeling real good. And then last week happened, and it was like, ooh, uh. I got, I got none for you, honey. I know this feeling way too well. I got, I got none for you. You ain't throwing any jokes in there, Stokes. No. But no, here's no, what's no. crazy, Stokes. As much as you've experienced with Tennessee, you haven't experienced that. Like, yeah, Tennessee lost to Georgia State. Lost to Georgia State, but not on a hail mary on, on, on a on a go route where where two guys just couldn't keep the guy in front of them. I've seen Tennessee win games, then turn around and lose them in 30 seconds. Yeah, I've seen Tennessee get beat by State. Georgia State. I've seen Tennessee have to go into multiple overtimes against UAB. I've seen a lot of different ways, creative ways, to lose ball games. So it's it it all runs together at some point. Mm, mm, mm. I don't even want to think about it, man. Mm-mm. I don't even want to think about it, man. I was over daydreaming. Not narrow one word. Tennessee isn't good right now. I wasn't going to make fun of her team. I love my wife, and I am not about to do that. That's probably a good idea. That's yes. probably a great idea. Who does Florida State play this weekend? I'm sure they'll turn around and win. I, I hope so. Have, I hope. Now, you have two other children in your household. Have you recruited them to the good side? Uh, yeah. So Riley, the middle child, he, he's got some Tennessee gear, um, but he's not a big sports kid. He's not huge into, into sports, but he, he participates in a good time for a little bit. Now he will ask questions. It interests him while he watches and while it holds his attention, he's good. And he'll ask a ton of questions and really want to learn. But as soon as the game gets a little, hits a lull, uh, he wants to go play Xbox. Um, and then Lily, 
the youngest, she's adorable and just just likes to dress up cute and and likes to suck up a little bit and and say go Vols and and wear all the Tennessee stuff. But again, she's kind of like Riley. If it hits a little low in the game, she's she's off to play Xbox. But she's ten. I mean, it's kind of be expected. Um, so it, it's they're they're in in progress. We'll say. Yeah. Well, hopefully, Hypel and the company can do something about that. Man. Yeah. But yeah, I ain't, ain't nothing bad about Florida State. I like a happy house. Yeah, I understand that. There's only so much you can do as a parent, man. At some point, the coaches and players got to do their job. I hope Tennessee win. and Florida State play in a bowl game. I don't. I do. I don't. That would be great. I don't. That would be entertaining. Florida State plays at Wake Forest. So, good luck That's against right. the, the fighting Dave Clausens. That's right. They play, what, like 3.30, if I'm not mistaken. Good luck. Good luck, Stucks. All right, my friend. We will uh, hear you back here next week. All right. Sounds good, guys. Y'all be safe. Much love and go Vols. I love it. I love it. Uh, Hour two around the corner. Stay with us. <laughs> 